Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, a show all about the sounds and music of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we feature some old friends with new tunes and head to the era of the dinos. Leading things off, we have brand new music from the Sweatworkers. Here's real life all the way. Am I singing? Yeah, I'll just... I'll...
That was Real Life All the Way by Sweatworkers. The band has been hard at work after taking the union by storm during Battle of the Bands last November and touring over spring break. They've put together some new tracks and joined me in the studio to give me the lowdown. I got some old friends in the studio back with the, me for the second time here on Groovy Soup. I have the sweat workers in today. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. No problem at all. We're excited to hear some new tunes from you guys, some uh, stuff that uh, is coming up here. But before we get to that, let's have you guys introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the sweat workers. I am Harley. I play bass in sweat workers. Uh, I'm Mitchell, and I play the keyboard in sweat workers. Uh, I'm Danny, and I play guitar in Sweatworkers. So we had you on uh, before here, and uh, you guys are all out of Athens, right? Based out of uh, Athens, and uh, I know you probably have some some deeper backgrounds than just Athens. So what have you guys been up to? New tunes, some stuff coming up. Well, what's been going on? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, I think the la- the last time we were here, we had kind of just gotten done with the ACRN Battle of the Bands back in November. Um, and that was crazy, and, and since then we've just kind of been like really going at it. Um, we uh, have got some new music recorded. Uh, we also just finished up our first ever tour uh, over over OU's spring break, which was a crazy fun experience. Very interesting. I definitely want to touch back on that, but uh, the Battle of the Bands, you guys had some success there. Were, were You guys won, or were you were one yeah. of the top bands, right, weren't you? We won, yeah. yeah. So was that kind of the, the one of the moments that you guys were like, all right, let's try and put something together like like a tour? What was, what was it like after you guys ended up winning the uh, Battle of the Bands there? I think we just always like really wanted to tour, and then break came along, everyone was available, and just... Yeah. put it together there definitely was because battle of the bands it was kind of it was a six we're a six person band um and it was kind of interesting like putting everybody together just in time for battle of the bands that was the first night that all six of us had actually like played together at once um and so then that went really well like we won it was amazing i think that was a moment where it was like all right we can we can do this some more uh, right and then we just kind of like um we got asked to play at the union again uh, pretty soon after that played a couple more gigs there uh played more gigs around athens and then like um one of my uh friends who's or one of our friends who's in this uh this other act called boy jorts um mm-hmm. phil hickey he had approached me way back even before like uh sweat workers was like a six person thing before it was really put together back in fall about doing a tour over spring break um just because it's kind of seemed like a time to do it um and it was like a common goal of a lot of us and so it had been this kind of hypothetical thing, and then once Sweatworkers really kind of like solidified, it was like, okay, well, we could probably get these dates booked and right. like put this thing together. So, so going through with the tour, let's talk about that. Um, where where all did you guys go? What was the process like setting it up? Like you said, you got that idea of it, it's solidified, you can do this. What was the process after that? Um, so we played Charleston, West Virginia, where I'm from, um, Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I'm missing anywhere else. Columbus again. Columbus again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, it was just so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. What was it fi- What was it like for the band to finally to get on the road and, and to take your music outside of Athens? What was it like to be playing in, in your hometown there and, and, of course, going into big places like Columbus and Cincinnati? 
I loved playing my hometown just mm-hmm. because I got to like have my family um, be there, and it was like an all ages show. So that my little sister was there, my mom was there, and a lot of friends from back home um, were there. And it was actually put on by a radio station that I interned with in high school. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of fun, and then also like actually putting together this tour and it being more than just like a thought um was just so cool and all the variety of like the different places that we got to play at was also really cool because we played some like much like spatially larger venues and then some very small ones and um when we were in cincinnati we played one like small house show in like a friend of mine's basement Mm -hmm. and so yeah and we played at like a laundromat in columbus at one Mm -hmm. point and the the may halls bowling alley up in cleveland in lakewood and so yeah a lot of cool different places and met a lot of awesome people more from sweat workers next here on groovy soup this is groovy soup on power 105 This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Paul Holden back with you all here on Groovy Soup. Another one from Sweatworkers on the way. This one's called Ever Perfect.
So the question is to expect it to ever have made any sense at all. That was Sweatworkers with Ever Perfect. If you've dug the jam so far tonight, catch Sweatworkers live at the Union this Thursday night, doors at 9. More from our interview right now. I've heard of this laundromat in Columbus before. I think there yeah. is another band we had on here that that's played up there, and that's so cool. What? It, so, is there any form of a a different take that you have to to take when your approach you have to take when you're doing something like a house show versus those big venues? And kind of on that tour, you have to go. We were here last night, and now we're at the laundromat or the bowling alley the next day. Is there anything specific or anything you guys have to do, or is it kind of just business as usual? Um. I mean, every venue, every venue is a different space, and it's gonna have kind of a different like energy, and and so it seemed like every time we'd show up, it'd be like a little bit of a rush to figure out like where everything was gonna go, like where we set the merch, like do we have the cables we need, do we have like the the PA and everything, like especially if we're playing in a house. Um, but then like once you're playing the the music, you just kind of whatever like the setup is, whoever's there, like you just kind of go for it mm-hmm. and like play the set as tight as you can and um it like it's just kind of always smooth sailing after after like that point um but yeah i mean we we played such a variety of places like the laundromat uh, bar situation was was so interesting because you never know like that wound up being a, an amazing show like mm-hmm. um it was basically just like a pa set up in the back corner of this bar that was like one third of this whole building it was two thirds laundromat the whole place smells like detergent and fabric softener (laughs) which is wonderful um and then like we're just playing in a corner and we felt like we got a really great like sound mix out Mm -hmm. of that like the energy was really awesome like um i think everyone who was in the bar like it filled up as we were playing and everyone kind of like moved toward the show space throughout our set and like just got a really good reception from the crowd and the people there but it was like in a laundromat, you know, like yeah. you wouldn't expect. But it right. Was That's funny. it's so interesting. And it's kind of the new I don't know, maybe the new era of bars being combined with other businesses because they're, they're just like, hey, why not? You know, <laughs> one that I have like some time on their hands. Like, yeah, might as well sell some drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to be there anyway. Might as well. But, you know, I was thinking like arcades, they used to be dead. And now there's a barcade in every town because, hey, mm-hmm. people love to do that. But yeah. Uh, did you? What about? Um, did you guys get to play with or collaborate with any other bands uh, along the tour, or uh, meet any new faces, or was it just kind of working with people you've had the, a past with? No, we got to meet so many, uh, just like awesome people and other artists, and um, I, I've just got such a great new collection of CDs that I bought from mm-hmm. from like the various shows we played, like um, just some really great people like Frankie Valet. They're from St. Louis. We play with them in, uh, Cincy, um, AOL.ghost out of, uh, Cleveland. Who what a great band us. name. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And their music's really good. Um, their CD pedestrian, I've just been like listening to on repeat in my car. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience of like meeting new people and like putting these connections together. Did you notice anything different about any of the music scenes uh, through those different ties? I know I've been learning a lot about them through the show. A lot of people kind of uh, doing the Columbus, uh, uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati type of tour. Uh, Did you notice anything different or or kind of learn anything or notice that some things are a little bit more popular in those different areas? I know it was a brief tour, so not a full deep dive into some stuff. Did you notice anything or pick up on anything while you guys were, were out touring around? 
I think one thing that uh, we joked about whenever we were playing a house show in Cincinnati is that it basically reminded us of a show that or a house that we play a lot and like where we practice. And we were like, oh, my God, it hasn't changed. Like we're, we're basically we're like, what, like three hours away from Athens, but like we're here and it's the same sort of situation. But like we don't know really anyone there and you know we get to meet a bunch of new people um at least for me like it just the house show just felt like almost like deja vu like i've i've been here before i know this but i hadn't <laughs> yeah i think that's definitely one like that show is definitely one that all of us were very yeah into and talked about quite a bit mm-hmm. after yeah. the tour was over yeah that was crazy i'm in we spent so much time in the athens diy single and house show and stuff so to just sort of like be feel like you just sort of show up in like another house venue scene at a different college and you're just there for one night like i've met so many cool touring bands just coming through athens uh and it was so interesting to just be on the other side of that Mm -hmm. dynamic for a night and it's so cool to see the influence of house shows still kind of hanging on there i always think you know when i I still hear these bands playing house shows it's still an uh an impactful kind of venue to go to for these for these places yeah. and to really get those those good uh, small intimate crowds it's like you said you're playing those big kind of venues but when you get in those smaller venues it's got to be nice when you're right up there with the crowd they're kind of jamming out uh, alongside with you guys so uh speaking of jamming out we got new tunes here I, I, you guys have been working hard on we got the sweat workers in with us uh we're playing some of their new music catching up with them after their battle of the bands performance in november uh so new tunes what can you guys tell us about that well, one of the tunes we were in the studio for like seven hours. Wow! For that, so mm. we're we're here. We're we're putting in the work for everyone, for you all yeah. to enjoy the music. Yeah, um, I think one of these tracks is called um, "Real Life All the Way," and that one we recorded back uh, really, pretty much directly after Battle of the Bands. Um, I think it was like we did like Battle of the Bands and then we went into the studio to record this song and then we came here on your show like all in very (laughs) quick succession. Um, It was a sleepless, sleepless couple of days. But um, the that was the first time we had all recorded anything together. It was also one of the first songs that I had, I think, had a little bit of it written when like the band came together. But by the time we were working on it, it was everybody's input, everybody's Mm -hmm. ideas sort of coming together. And um, for me, it's the first one where you can really like hear you know people's personalities being played on the on the record um and then uh the second song uh ever perfect was uh one that i like wrote over winter break um and we just sort of had been like piecing together and like working on and playing live for a while um and then we got this really great uh opportunity to record it with uh, Bridget Ambrose, who's a good friend of ours and um, uh, like music production student at OU and had studio time and like wanted to do a track with us uh, and brought us in and it was really uh, like fun to do and mm-hmm. I think it came out really well and I'm excited for people to hear it. Yeah, I've definitely been loving uh, the, the listens that I, that I got to of these new songs and it's always cool uh, when you, you guys get to kind of build off that momentum there that's like i said sleepless few nights there after battle of the bands but it led to a, a tour here over spring break new music does that mean album on the way or are we not going to get too excited for that yet is you still working on some stuff i know that everybody has a lot of ideas and we all have just a crazy buttload of fun playing music together so mm-hmm. it's it's not unforeseeable 
that there might be might be a longer release coming out. Well, we'll look we'll look forward to that here. The uh, we got again Sweatworkers here joining me in the uh, studio talking new music, uh, their most recent tour from Spring Break, and so the the school year's winding down. Summer vacation is uh, is on the way. What's the summer looking for uh, for the Sweatworkers? Anything coming up uh, for you guys then? We'll be playing a show in May. In yeah, in May there's this really great act called uh, Telescopes from Philly that's uh, touring around the region and will be coming through uh, Athens. That's actually going to be May 26th at the Union. Okay. Um, so we'll be playing that. Um, and then there's some other stuff we've talked about. Um, maybe trying to do another tour. Uh, I know it'd be it'd be fun uh, if everybody's schedules can, can line up for that and we can get it booked. Uh, mm-hmm. But nothing's nothing's set in stone yet. Nothing set in stone. I mean, that can, I'm sure that kind of changes as it uh, as it goes on there, especially with how much music is in this region. Uh, it seems like there's a music festival or a concert or something almost every other weekend here in Southeast right. Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, starting like in the next couple of weeks because the summer seems to fly by. But uh, even though they, uh, you know, you guys might not not be doing uh, too too many stuff there before or uh, after May, still plenty of ways to catch you guys' music online. What's the best way for people to uh, to go out and, and support you guys' music? Um, well, sweatworkers.bandcamp.com has just absolutely everything. All the music is on there. It's all free. Uh, but we're also on Spotify um, and Google Play, Apple Music, all the various streaming services. The usuals, the usuals, absolutely. Well, guys, anything else here before uh, we wrap things up here and get you guys back uh, out on your uh, Monday? A, a cold Monday. What the heck is up with this? That's the biggest thing. 71 yeah. degrees Saturday, <laughs> and then that gives us that 30 degree day yesterday. At least we're in the 40s. But uh, anything, any shows in, or before that one coming up on uh, in May there or anything else going on uh, beforehand? Yeah, we actually have a show this Thursday at the Union. And yeah, it's gonna be. Who are you guys playing with there on Thursday? Moira. Okay. Um, a great eye out of Columbus, and then uh, Brother Hill as well. Um, and yeah, that sh- that should be a really good time. Excellent. So this Thursday at the Union, I'm assuming our doors at n- doors are at nine usually, yes. right? So doors are at nine. Is it seven dollars still to get in? Is that from I saw I saw some shows at the Union have been like seven, but if you don't know off the top of your head, it that's fine. tends to run between like five and eight in my experience yeah. so yeah it'll it'll be one of those numbers <laughs> catch uh, catch the sweat workers this thursday at the union you're not going to want to miss it it's an awesome show i've been loving the new tunes and uh battle of the band champions as well there and uh so again thursday union great show here with the sweat workers and uh, thanks all for coming in today i really appreciate it thanks for thanks having so us much. up next we head to marietta stay tuned this is groovy soup on power 105 This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Paul Holden here hanging out with you all. Up next, we feature a longtime group out of Marietta called Triceratops. After covering songs for a while, the band decided it was time to create their own sounds. Here's a brand new one for you called Mother Earth.
That was Triceratops with a new song called Earth Mother. The band let me call in during a jam session to learn more about the crew. Check it out. Tonight we got a great group on the line out of Marietta, but I'm calling an Athens phone number as well. I got Triceratops here. Guys, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you. I have each show start off with the band introducing themselves and telling us a little bit about their music. So the floor is yours. Well, kind of. We've been playing music together for years. We all kind of grew up together. The drummer is my brother, Ryan. I'm a guitar player, Josh. And the bass player is a lifelong friend, mm-hmm. Vince Palmer. We've, we've been playing covers for years, and we just, you know, we decided we're done with that. <laughs> we're ready to make some real music and 
started writing, we got influenced from all over the place. Yeah, we've all been in different bands over the years, but me and my brother Josh have basically been in the same bands since I started playing drums. So you guys, man, you got family in the band as well. How does what does that do to add to how how does that how does that uh, kind of work? Not work. I'm that's the, the wrong phrase. What's it like to be in a band with uh, y- your family member? Okay, I'll take roads on this one. <laughs> Early on, it, it wasn't the easiest. I mean, we'd fight, we'd bash heads, and I mean, after so long, I mean, you just kind of get to that point to where like all your musical interests kind of just intertwine and then you just kind of, like, know what the other person is, like, wanting you to do when they would come in with a riff or something. I Being a, the youngest of, of three, I couldn't imagine uh, my brothers and I being in a band. While we'd be able to make it work, there would definitely be a, a lot of butting heads there. So uh, it's interesting that you guys clearly have been able to, to get over it, making your own music. And uh, what have you learned through that experience? Uh, to trust people, really. <laughs> A lot, like, uh, just to trust and know that they're going to be able to come in with something that's going to match what you can do, and together it's going to sound great. But it's also taught us not to trust everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by what do you mean by that? With uh, with not trusting people, or kind of uh, the idea of more so. Sometimes you can take advice from people, and you got to go for your or just go with your gut, the way you're really feeling. What do you uh, What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, people could, like, I mean, give us advice and stuff, but, I mean, we're going to do it however we want to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, but, well, I mean, we'll take stuff into consideration, but on the part of, like, learning not to trust people, I mean, music business is a cutthroat business. I mean, playing certain venues and stuff, I mean, you don't always get treated as fairly at all of them. Right. It's a, it's a, music is a, is a little bit of cutthroat. And at the end of the day, you're performing your stuff, your music. And while you want to uh, make sure that you're, you know, you're taking constructive uh, uh, feedback, you also have to make sure that you guys are embodying and playing the music that you guys want, especially with your guys' history of starting out with covers and then deciding, hey, we're good enough to, to make our own stuff. Let, let's do that. So what was that transition like? And like you said, what was the moment that kind of made you guys decide, Hey, we're ready to start making our own music. We're good at the covers. Let's try something else. Well, for me and my brother, I mean, we've always sort of messed around with originals, like punk rock stuff mainly, a lot of pop punk stuff like Blink-182 and stuff like that and Green Day. But I feel like the moment for me when I started wanting to write original music was we were in a band with a guy in um, Mineral Wells, West Virginia, and the band was called Jace Elliott. And we started writing, like, real progressive, like, tool sound of music. And I feel like that's where I started wanting to really write my own stuff. Yeah, yeah it was uh, just, getting, get, just getting together with them, you know, uh, a couple, two years ago. It's pretty much when the three of us started jamming together. And, uh, yeah, you know, we just started coming up with the original stuff, and it all seemed to mesh well, and we... Uh, we just liked it, and it's fun playing music that, uh, you know, you want to hear and that you enjoy writing and you feel accomplished about. Yeah. Is, yeah, so does it add uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a sense of accomplishment when you're, when you're outperforming your music? I'm sure it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always have your gigs where you walk off and you're not very proud of how you've done, but, I mean, there's always those shows where you get off stage where you're just like, man, 
that that could have gone any better. And what was it? What was it like that first time you guys performed your music live uh, for for an audience? Have you? And, and what was it? Did you know? Did it kind of? Did it feel any different, or did it feel kind of like a, another show? Uh, well, for me, the first show that we did, um, it was a Halloween show. I mean, I was excited just because uh, the songs that we've written for this band are a lot more. I feel a lot more technical, and have a lot more off time guitar parts and drum parts. Um, but the the sound wasn't really any different because we were in a band before where we kind of meshed and found figured and figured sound. out the sound that we wanted. So, I mean, to me, another show is always an experience. It's never just another show. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, every show does bring something different. A little bit, uh, there's something new each time and and that's exciting and, and plus with you guys is a long history you guys have been uh, to a few shows any any big memorable ones or any ones that stick out to you guys over your long music careers for me it would have been i think about three years ago when we played in parkersburg on the riverfront for the uh, parkersburg homecoming wow that sounds awesome i would have to say Probably, probably the same spot, man, because of sound, and it was just so yeah, on point that night. And we started playing right as it was starting to get dark, and the lights and everything, and we couldn't really see the crowd, but we knew there was a ton of people out there, so we were super comfortable because it was dark. It, it just. It sounded so great that night. What a beautiful setting, I can imagine, too. The sun going down on the river there. Is there a difference between performing inside and outside, like an approach or anything like that? Obviously, there's different challenges from uh, in terms of sound, but uh, what, is there any differences on your guys' end But playing uh, in an inside venue versus an outside venue? You get to play louder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, there's really not any difference. I mean, I just... For every single show, I don't care where it is, I'm going to give it my best. Yeah, absolutely. More from Triceratops next here on Groovy Soup. Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Our last tune of the night comes from the Jurassic era. Here's Triceratops with Cerberus.
That was Triceratops with Cerberus. Let's hear more from the voices behind the tune right now. Yeah, that's what you always want to go out there and, and give it your all there. We got Triceratops here on the line. We're talking about uh, tunes. We've been talking about them and their their journey a little bit. But uh, let's fast forward here a little bit more to the the current day. What have you guys been up to lately to uh, 2019? Now four months in basically here, which is crazy to say. Uh, what was last year like for you guys? What have you guys been up to in the uh, beginning part of this year? Last year was a lot of practicing and writing originals so we can get an album done. As of right now, we've got a three-track demo that we're going to get ready and uh, just give out at shows that we have. And then, I mean, really that's all we've been doing is writing originals. We've just started working on covers maybe two or three weeks ago for a show that we have coming up in June in Athens. Yeah, I saw that. That's at uh, the the Skull, right? You guys are playing there at the Skull on the 22nd, I believe? Yeah, that's right. It's June 22nd at the Skull. And uh, another venue question for you. Uh, The the Skull is a cool venue because it's very intimate. What's it like to be kind of in a a smaller venue like that, kind of right there in with the crowd? Oh, there's nothing better than that. When you're in a smaller place and, like, the crowd is, like, automatically super close to where you're jamming because it's such a small place, it's way better because... In some places you'll play, like it's like people are a little timid to come up to the stage and rock out with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like yeah, the crowd is definitely at those smaller places. They're they're a part of the show, you know. They can they can just they're so close to you, you know. They they just they you know you can talk right to them and uh, yeah, it's just great. It's fun having them there, and we kind of 
we, we like the little bars too because we have this bar here in town called Gators Easy Win Pub, and that's that's like home to us, man. And you know, there's little bars, people they're they're personable. They they'll come up and and try to get to know you, and and they're it's like kind of like being at home, and that that really makes you comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, feeding off of that energy too, with them being like right there, and and I like that idea of it kind of feeling like home because you're right. It's in some of the larger venues or or something like that. You some people might be off, kind of a little bit more distracted. But uh, at a venue like the Skull or those uh, you know small venue, you're there. You're there for the music more often than not. You're there to jam out and, and rock out. So it's got to be cool to have those interactions with the fans. But uh, anytime I'm. Sure Sure, there's been a couple of times where uh, one fan maybe got a little bit had, was having a little bit too much fun and trying to be a little bit too much of a part of the band. Yeah, I mean that's that's happened a few times. I mean, you can always expect that. I mean, you're at a bar. Yeah, <laughs> people's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, people are there to have fun, and uh, that you never know uh, what can happen. But that's awesome. So coming up here in a, in, in a little bit there, June. So uh, a couple of months. So on those in that time in between now and that June twenty second show, just putting the nose to the grindstone and, and working on that album. Then yeah, that, that and we have a, a, another show in where's it at? Josh? Uh, I forget the name. It's outside of Athens. It's a little music festival. It's called Friend Fest. Thrown by a friend of mine named uh, Jeremy Gibson. You said that was a, a fringe fest there? Friend. Friend fest. F R I E N D fest. Friend yeah, fest. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's mainly like a lot of folk music. It's like, it's and like, like a hippie fest. Yeah, it's kind of like a Woodstock, basically. Very cool. Yeah, well, give us the backstory on, on that. What, what's, the, uh, what's the history on that? And uh, let's see, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know more about it. It seems like there's going to be music festivals like almost every other weekend around in this area here coming up soon. Yeah, uh, like the history of that, I think they had it one year before we played the first year. The, the first year we played it was called Germ Squirm, and that was two years ago. And uh, it was it was great, man. Everybody treated everyone with like the utmost respect, and everybody yeah, was so it was, cool. It was a great show with uh, very nice people. We had a good time at that show. Lots of really good bluegrass at that show. Oh, I yeah, it was a lot of good people. Yeah, there that night. Seems to be bluegrass and folk definitely have uh, their 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 holds here, kind of in. Uh, in oh the yeah, oh, we gotta love the MOV for yeah. classic country and bluegrass and folk music. Why we do you, out like, Why so, do you think they, that is? They, so they, uh, we got good reviews though. They liked it. They enjoyed it. Hey, I and I, I nothing nothing like some good uh, some good bluegrass or, or or folk music. But why do you think folk music and bluegrass is so popular around here? Do you, the stories and the for me, it's kind of the, the stories and the ideas of the music usually embody a lot of what people uh, what people go through here in uh, in Southeast Ohio and in this region. Why do you think folk and bluegrass is so popular around here? Well, I mean, we grew up listening to our dad play guitar and play bluegrass stuff. I mean. I don't know. It's just in the roots of just country living, I guess. That's kind of how I feel about it. We kind of take from that, too. Like, our songs to us tell a story. And we get that storytelling from the old country of bluegrass yeah. songs. You know, that that's that's a real big, had a real big impact on all of us. For sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's, a, that's the thing. I mean, 
it seems usually people do want to tell that story and they got to uh, take things from from their life their lives. And of course, with music, those that genre of music having such a big impact in this area, no wonder it's still going to influence you today. And it's it's so and I think it's it's still so unique of a of a of a genre of music. And I, you can really feel the energy and passion um, in in the songs and in the stories they tell. I really like it, and I, I like the variety of instruments that folk and bluegrass usually bring to the table as well. Something you don't see every day. Absolutely. So let's let's uh, so with you guys here, um, you got the, you're working on this new album. Uh, what can you tell us about the new album? Obviously, I know work to to be done, but what are your hopes for it? What type of direction are you looking to take? What can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the work you've been putting in? Well, it's got some semi dark themes. Uh, so we have a song called Cerberus. It's it's about running from the dog that guards the gates of hell. We have a song called Moonshine that we haven't recorded yet. It's it's kind of all over the place, really. But it, in the end, I think the way we arrange it, I kind of want it to tell our story. So I was, it's just interesting. So putting it together that way and piecing it together, when you're writing those songs, is there – so when people listen to this album, they kind of got to uh, tune in a little bit uh, with a more uh, – Thoughtful, maybe I don't know, maybe a more uh, attentive focus to see the parallels between their lives and. I feel like people are going to have to listen to this album more than just once, and actually listen to the words and pay attention to what we're singing about. Yeah, and that's of course. How is that? Is that challenging to 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 take that direction and to to kind of make these deep songs? Is that does that uh, add another layer of, of difficulty to your songwriting and song creation process? I, I would I would say yes and no. I mean, you know, everything's open for interpretation, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, we just write, uh, yeah, we just write songs that, you know, we like and songs that we enjoy playing and we enjoy performing. And, uh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. I mean, that's what you got to do. It's your music. Tell your stories in your way, and I I look forward to hearing uh, the the whole album. Of course, we got the two songs uh, that we've played here uh, tonight here as part of the show. But uh, Triceratops, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your jam session to uh, to hang out with me here. Uh, how can the people go out and support you right now? Of course, June twenty second at the Skull here in Athens, or you can catch them at Friends Fest. Uh, I'm sure there's more information about that online. I'm going to do a little bit more digging around but uh what's the best way for the people to go out and support you right now well they can like and share our facebook page we have uh reverb nation we have a website we have links to all of that on our facebook page uh we have another show coming up july 13th at gators easy wind pub on second street in marietta for the riverfront roar that that's that'll be a good one always love playing a hometown show uh other than that, we're uh, in the process of scheduling some more stuff for this summer. So hopefully, it'll be a busy summer. And hopefully, we'll have the album done here within the next two, three months. Awesome. Well, best of luck to you guys on the album and the upcoming thank touring you. summer. I'm excited to, to see where it goes from. Triceratops, thank you all so much for joining the show tonight. Thank, thank you very much.
That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Sweatworkers and Triceratops for joining the show tonight. Don't miss Sweatworkers this Thursday at the Union, and be sure to follow along with both bands online. Got your new slate of artists and bands next week at 7 p.m. right here on your live local real music variety station, Power 105. If you or your band is interested in Groovy Soup, send me an email at pholden at wxtq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxtq.com. I'm Paul Holden, signing off. <laughs>